All right, good day, everybody. This is E. Marcel Petit, the Sports Inquirer, and we're happy to be joined by Georgia Tech's swimming and diving head coach, Courtney Hart. Courtney, thank you for joining us. Uh, first time we've caught up all of this season. Uh, so just first impressions of how the year has been going so far, and then we'll get to some specifics of how the year has transpired. Yeah, no, I think it's been a great year for us overall. Really pleased with how we have trained. We've trained really hard this year, and I'm really pleased with how we've competed up to this point. We had a fall invitational as we normally do in November, and, and I feel like it was one of our best fall invitationals we've had. Uh, we qualified several people for NCAAs, and so it was nice to kind of see all of their hard work pay off and some fast swims and, and great performances on the diving board. Yeah, and now you've been back active over the past few weeks. I know you had the uh, home meets with Senior Day, and then you had the Auburn invite. Uh, mm -hmm. Just how has the team found itself as far as pacing goes, preparing for ACC's uh, this upcoming week? Yeah, again, I think they have uh, bonded in the hard work, right? They you know, have pushed each other and supported each other and really worked hard together. Um, they've come... Um, you know, as a unit, both in and out of the pool. So it, it's been it's been really great to see. Like I said, we we changed up the training this year a little bit and trained a little bit harder. And I think we were I know we were really happy with the results this past fall. And I, I know we're excited to see where we are this spring as well. What changed with the training? Was there something you saw during the summer or the fall? Like what led to those changes and what were uh, those changes? Yeah, it's a great question. So all of last year, you know, coming off of COVID was very unique, right? COVID itself was very unique. And then coming back after COVID was very unique, especially for our sport where you usually train twice a day in year round. We were pretty limited during COVID, um, trying to kind of break up the team so that, you know, not everybody was together in the locker room. And then coming back off a year of that was just trying to get our feet under the ground and not knowing, okay, are we going to be canceled again? You know, are we going to be shut down from a practice perspective? And so kind of taking all that into consideration, but also where our team is now, we've grown and we've gotten more competitive. And so I wanted to kind of take a look at that. So this summer, I, I kind of redid our training structure. So on Tuesdays, uh, Thursdays and Saturdays, we train event specific type training. And what that means is um, each each day there's different events that we work on. And every Monday we as a staff meet um, and talk about each and every single athlete and where they should go that week. And then I email it out at noon that day so they know where they're going that whole week. But we got really more specific in event training. And I think it's really helped us um, grow and, and get more competitive. Yeah, and before we get to some of the specific swimmers uh, and this this uh, early part of the spring season, technically that's what it is in college athletics. Yeah. You had yeah. some you had some swimmers at the at the Worlds in December. Yeah. Uh, what was that like for those swimmers, and how does that help them preparing for the season and then just building the brand? And we have the Olympic logo yeah. in your background. So, yeah. what was that experience like for you as a coach, and then for those swimmers to be on that international stage? Yeah, I think anytime you can compete internationally, it helps you get better, right? Because you're with different competition. It's an elite level competition. And so anytime you can swim at those competitions and compete at those competitions, it really helps gain your confidence. And so we did um, have several athletes that went to Worlds, which was awesome. Um, we did not send a coach there this time. Um, it was in Australia, a little bit different timing. We stayed in touch with the athletes in terms of making sure they were ready and they were representing their country. So they had their country coaches there. 
there as well. And so, um, but anytime an athlete can compete internationally, I, th I think it helps them gain their confidence for ACCs and NCAAs. And so I was really happy. They did a great job. Um, some of our Turkish swimmers broke national records. And so that was fun. And again, built their confidence, which is what we always want to do. How do you work with the international coaches? Do you allow them to kind of handle their own swimmers when they're in their respective countries? Or do you, like, how, how do you work that relationship? Do you just let coaches have their own thing? Or do you still have interaction with your swimmers when they're at these international events? Well, we certainly still have interaction with the swimmers, but I will say much like when a when a swimmer goes home, even in the U.S., their club team, we really let them work with that team and that club coach because uh, we don't want to go in and say, this is what you should be doing against, you know, what everybody else in that club is doing or what everybody else in that country is doing. So, you know, we want to make sure that when they do travel and when they do go places, they're taken care of, first and foremost, um, and they are still in communication with us. And if they want practices or want, you know, thoughts, we'll obviously give that. But if they're going somewhere with their country or their club team, we also really, you know, rely on that club coach and that country coach to help them out while they're there because they're part of that team at that time. Yeah. And now preparing for the ACCs, how do you, you have so many swimmers on your roster and I'm sure all of them need pool time in some form. Uh, how do you balance that out? Because it, you look at the results, you mentioned you had to meet against uh, like Carson Newman. You may see some swimmers, but then they don't swim in the Auburn meet. Yeah. Uh, how do you weigh that out? Is it more of a, you want the competitive swimmer else, to, maybe the higher level swimmers to be in the higher level competitions, or do yeah. you just throw everyone in there? Everyone gets two or three meets, uh, you know, within their schedule. How do you balance uh, all of that? Because it is a large roster. Yeah. Great question. So for our dual meets, we can travel anybody that's, you know, academically eligible and team eligible. So we do try to race everybody during our dual meets. And the great thing about, um, you know, swimming is it's times. So as it comes to select our championship team, which for ACCs, it's 18. That's an ACC conference rule. So we only get 18 swimmers and three divers. So John Ames, our diving coach, selects the divers. And then we as a staff select the swimmers. I, I make the final decision, but it's really a staff um, conversation. But it is only 18. And so the great thing about swimming is it's times, right? Like, you know, you know what the times are. You know where you stack up in the ACC. You know where you stack up at the NCAA across the board because, you know, times are in the computer. They're, you know, easy to see. And so um, I will say it does get difficult because you're looking at people that can swim in multiple events, people that swim on relays. So really trying to put the best team together right now in February is our goal as a staff. Yeah. And how do you balance that out as well? Do you have a specialist or two that does only one discipline or do you like to have a swimmer that could do three or four, maybe not as strong, but can maybe get some points an individual, but you know, when the relay comes that a particular, uh, whether it's the breaststroke or backstroke or, uh, a particular leg they got really strong at. Uh, how does that come into play? Yeah, that's a great question. So we have um, relays are double points. So those are really important to us. And so we take a look at that. Ideally, um, an athlete would swim three individual events. That's the most you can do. You can swim three individual events of four relays or two individual events of five relays. So a little bit of a combo there. Seven is the max. Three individuals is the max. And so we really would love swimmers that can score in three events. Obviously, the more points you score, the more, you know, for your team, but also, you know, in terms of rankings for ACC, we need as many points as possible to continue to be, again, top five for men. And we're looking to be top, you know, eight, seven or eight for the women this year. And so we're, you know, we got to build up those points and it takes multiple events and multiple scores to do that. 
Yeah, and who have been some standout uh, swimmers for you uh, this year? I know you like to keep it as a group theme, but uh, who have been one or two that have had some strong performances or you're looking forward to having a, a strong run coming up at the ACC's? Sure. So I think first um, that comes to mind on the women's side is Dennis Ertan. So she's a freshman from Turkey. I think she's ranked top 10 in the country in all three of her events. So she's been fun to kind of watch, not only transition to college, but really make an impact on our team immediately. That's been fun to watch. You know, Mackenzie Campbell, who's been an NCAA qualifier for us, has had a great year, senior year. So, you know, we're excited to see what she can do. Um, yeah, as well as several others, you know, I don't like to miss anybody. So, um, but those are the top two that come to mind. And then on the guy's side, Bator's had a great year. I would say Bator Unlu, who, again, from Turkey, um, had a great freshman year. Sophomore year was a little bit of a challenge for him coming off the Olympics and just kind of there is that kind of Olympic, you know, downtime sometimes. Um, but he is refreshed and ready to go this year and has just done a fantastic job, not only training, but also competing. And so I'm really happy that all of his hard work is coming off and, um, you know, actually helping him in terms of his confidence level but you know seeing the, the the rewards from all of his hard work has been has been great obviously Ruben Lechuga on the diving boards for us is is a fantastic diver and you know and so they qualify for us and so we're excited to see what he can do in postseason as well as well as many others I'm super excited for all of them I know <laughs> you know you guys asked for a few and so I give you a few but I'm really excited to see where everybody is right now and and, you know, as a goal, as a coach, is always to, you know, have your athletes achieve their goals. And so, uh, you know, I hope that that happens here in the next couple of weeks for all of our athletes. Yeah, and you mentioned, we've spoken to Mackenzie before, who's an upperclassman. You mentioned you have a, a freshman standout from Turkey. Uh, Mackenzie, we've spoken to from the uh, United States. What's that like as a, so you have a, a freshman international student and then a senior upperclassman from the United States. Uh, what's that, how's that build a dynamic of the team having so many different uh, elements on uh, on one squad. I'm sure it's a lot of languages spoken and uh, just a lot of different cultures exchanged. Yeah, you know, I think we mirror the Institute really well in that aspect for our team. So the Institute is very diverse and I love that. And our team is very diverse. And I love that because I think that people get to experience different cultures and it opens their eyes to different things in terms of, you know, we obviously have certain things that we do a certain way in the United States and that's not the, necessarily the way all the way around the world and, and in different countries. And so it's, it's an excellent opportunity for our athletes to um, broaden their horizons and also uh, really get to know what other cultures are like and respect each other, support each other and um, help us grow as a team. The, the travel budget must be uh, incredible for you. I don't know if we talked about that even the last time. Do you actually go to the countries or is technology become so advanced? Are you literally just look? I mean, I'm sure you talk with them kind of like Zoom or uh, yeah. do you do you try to meet them at international meets or do you literally looking at times and seeing some uh, teenagers and saying these are some athletes we want to pursue? How does that international aspect of recruiting go for you? Yeah, that's a great question. So we do try to hit the bigger meets when we can, not necessarily a lot of the smaller meets, but the bigger meets so we can see as many people as possible. Um, Zoom has been great. Uh, you know, it is times, like I mentioned earlier, so we can watch the times. If we can't be in a meet or if it's not live stream, we ask them to send us videos so we can watch and see how they've done, what their stroke looks like and all that kind of stuff. So we do try to hit the bigger ones 
We don't necessarily travel to home countries all that often. And then we try to bring them here because I think it's important, you know, once they, they've decided that Georgia Tech is one of their choices, we want to also make sure they fit in with our team and our culture. That's really important to us that we're not going to bring somebody in who disrupts what we're doing or has a different way. We want to make sure that every single person that comes in to the best of our ability is going to fit into our program and help us continue to grow and be more competitive. Yeah, where's the furthest you've uh, traveled for uh, for recruiting and where have been some of the fun spots that you've been able to travel to over the years? Yeah, so I have been to Europe. Um, I have, we've sent coaches to China. We've sent um, coaches to, um, let's see, where's the last one? Hungary. So I've sent a couple of the assistants out. Um, I'm actually going to the Cayman Islands this summer. I'm excited. There's a flower sea swim in the Cayman Islands. There's a couple of good Cayman Island athletes out there. So um, that should be a fun, easy trip. And so um, I, I'm really bummed we actually didn't get to go to Australia this year. It just didn't work out with finals and other meets and a training trip. And it was just a busy, a busy time of year. But hope to hope to get back there soon. Have you been to Australia for recruiting? I know you could probably competed there. And that's a big rivalry, United States and Australia in the pool. Yeah. But have you been able to recruit there and like spend some time getting some athletes? We have talked to several athletes from Australia. We have not gotten anybody um, here to Georgia Tech particularly, but my uh, Olympics was in Sydney 2000. Yep. So I was going to say, of was, course. Yeah, so that was, I have been to Australia. I've been back to compete in Melbourne as well for a World Cup. Haven't made it there for recruiting yet, but have certainly recruited some athletes out of Australia um, who didn't necessarily end up at Georgia Tech, but certainly always keep my eye on them. It's hard to get them out of Australia. Australia likes to keep them because they're so good yeah. and, and they like to keep them tight for their national team. I was going to say, is it a fact that maybe other countries as well, is it just they, once they reach 17, 18 years old, they want to re become professionals and just kind of go that route? Not maybe do like a Kayla Decky who stays like in in college yeah. and is an international you know champion. Yeah. Uh, is that a factor too with some of these athletes once they turn a certain age? I want to get that professional money and pursue that. I think it depends career. on what country you're from and if they're able to support it. Right. So yeah. I think, you know, some countries don't have the ability to support professional athletics or professional sports. And so those athletes have no problem coming here to college, but the top, you know, ones from top countries that are able to make, you know, a national team stipend and, and able to support themselves while training. Um, those countries do try to keep them a little bit closer. So I think it varies depending on where you're coming from and what kind of financial support you can get. And by the way, I knew you went, I, I knew we, we talked about your career. I know you're very humble about your swimming career, but no, this is an <laughs> international champion we're talking to. Uh, but no, we'll just uh, wrap up on this. Uh, how's the training going for the team as far as, I know you like to taper and you're really focused on your times and peaking at the, the right level, but we're talking right now on the 7th. Uh, but just how's the team rounding in the form as you get ready for ACC's? Yeah, so I think, again, the training's, the, the hard part's been done, right? The work's been done. We've been grinding it out. Now it's just time to rest. You can tell that they're um, getting more energy because they have more energy and they're just a little more playful on the pool deck, right? They don't come in all tired because we're working super hard, which they do throughout the year because we do work really hard. So we tell them, you know, uh, the hay's in the barn, you know, the, the money's in the bank. So now it's just time to take take advantage of what we've done and have fun and support each other and be competitive. Well, Coach, thank you for your time. We greatly appreciate it. We're, we'll hopefully catch up after ACC's and hopefully you have some swimmers uh, get to the NCAAs and uh, beyond. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm.